If you build it, they will come. And we built it, and J House Radio is back. What's going on, world? It's your boy KJ and Los back in the building. As always, how you guys doing today? Los, what's up, man? How's life? Uh, life is good. Life is busy. Um, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, just stuff in the house, really. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Same here, man. Um, pretty much just, you know, working out. I've been trying to hit the gym a lot lately. Um, trying to get ready for the spring, trying to get ready for it. Um, well, I'm working on a diet right now too. So, um, just, just trying to get my mind and my body right at this point. Um, and that's pretty much about it. That's all I've been doing, you know, trying to promote the show and shit like that. Listen, I've got a dad bod and I'm okay with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having a dad bod, man. Nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, you know what it is? It's just, I don't got, I don't got time to go to the gym. I really don't, you know, I yeah. really, really don't. I'm driving like two and a half, three hours a day and that kills any time I would have for the gym. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough, man. I, I usually work out at home. Um, nine times out of ten. Uh, once in a while, if I get a chance to go to the gym, I'll try to. But for the most for the most part, I pretty much just work out at home. Honestly, I mean, you, you're still getting a workout, so same thing. I, I gotta try that because I have insanity at home, but I don't know where. I work, yo. I, I tried insanity. I did it for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> try to but, lie to the people, yo. <laughs> bro, like, I just couldn't get past the warm-up. Like, halfway through, I was like, fuck you. I know. Fuck you. I hate you. I, I, I tried Yo. the insanity, man. And I actually did it for, like, a whole summer. I think I did it for, like, maybe two or three months. And, yeah, it kicked my ass, man. Like, it really kicked my ass. And it's worth it, though. It, it, it's it's worth it. It's not for everybody. It's really extreme, man. So it, it's not for everybody, honestly. Well, uh, you... You remember, uh, you remember Ricky, right? Yeah, Ricky Taki. Mm-hmm. He did it, and he lost like a hundred pounds on that. Wow! Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And now he's gained like a hundred and fifty. But you know, <laughs> married and two kids, so oh, that man. explains that. That's incredible. Big ups to insanity, man. I, I think I might try that again. I mean, I haven't tried it in years, so maybe I might look into doing that again. So I just gotta find the DVD somewhere, and then like. Hey, if you had a DVD, you know. let me know, man, because I would definitely like to borrow that for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I'm just going to like, you know, let the grease hit the floor because I'm too fat to even like sweat it out. It's just golf <laughs> grease. I uh, work out. You're like, is that bacon? Are we making bacon right now? Is it that breakfast? smells bacon. <laughs> is it breakfast time? Oh, man. It's bacon and cinnamon. <laughs> wow. Before we get started today, I want to give a little quick moment of silence to Ben Affleck. He is officially no longer Batman. He's leaving the DC Universe. He announced on Jimmy Kimmel uh, not too long ago that he's done and he's passing the torch. So we're going to give a little moment of silence for that. Um, Moment of silence is over. I'm a little pissed off about that. Uh, We already talked about this a while ago. And Ben Affleck is probably one of my favorite Batmans next to... Uh, Michael Keaton, and I'm just a little worried that the next one might be some cheesy guy again, just like we had some of the previous guys before. Um, but yeah, it sucks. But we got to move on. <laughs> uh, the uh, I liked him as uh, first of all, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I think he um, he did the dark and brooding very well. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. I I liked how his take on it was um, awkward. You know, like uh, 
when he was Batman and he was in full, you know, like, I'm going to kill you mode. Yeah. He was great. And you know, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but uh, when he tried to be more human, he was so awkward, you know, and uh, and a little defensive, too. Like when Flash goes, what's your superpower? He goes, I'm rich. <laughs> like that just that um, felt more defensive than Batman ish. And I kind of like that, that that hint of vulnerability. I, I like the fact that he brought that old grumpy just I've been through some shit Batman you know we haven't had that in the films you know it's and I I think what he brought was interesting you know it's something that I think played true to the comic books and I don't know it it sucks that he's leaving but you know maybe we'll get somebody else who's decent but uh I'm I'm a little curious to see who we're gonna get um because they're working on another Batman reboot called The Batman so we're gonna see how that turns out it's probably going to be the terrible movie of the month. <laughs> probably. Uh, listen, like like I said, okay, um, I don't think he had a chance to um, to really spread his you know spread his wings and give a chance to really own Batman. The problem with I think the DC universe is they're so slow in coming out movies and bringing movies out. Yeah, and uh, they're always doing a course correction. You know, they're like, um, the Man of Steel was pretty good. You know, it wasn't great, but it was okay. Batman versus Superman, um, two directors and studio involvement. No, no, uh, uh, that wasn't two directors for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, studio involvement where they just cut it down uh, really ruined it. Because if you see the ultimate cut, it makes it a more, more sense. Justice League, two directors, studio involvement, too many, too many chefs spoiled it. Um, and you and you missed no seriously and you missed little things in there like the Flash was always trying to get a pound from Cyborg and when he finally did get it at the end of the movie it was such a non thing because they were off to one side of the screen and you're focused oh. on the Superman Batman and on Wonder Woman yeah I didn't catch that uh, yeah exactly <laughs> I did not catch that oh wow that's my point Remember when they were digging up Superman? He was like, how about a pound? And Cyborg just looks at him. He was like, okay, okay, maybe later, maybe later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty funny. Then Wonder Woman was great. And Aquaman, um, which I still haven't finished seeing, um, was really good. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, Aquaman was was really good. I was like, shit, I'm surprised. But it's Jason Momoa, and he picks pretty good. Like, he knows how to pick parts that are right for him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, he won't pick the part of a priest because you're like, nah, I don't believe it. <laughs> like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. Well, before we hop into the show, I just want to make sure I throw in a plug for our Patreon. Make sure you guys, uh, if you would love to support the show, check out patreon.com forward slash jhouse studios. That's house with a Z, not with an S. Um, we have different tiers on there for you guys to support us. Um, it just helps, helps, helps keep the light on, you know, um, you know, you know, for J house basically. And it just allows us to do what we love here and to continue to do it and bring great content to you guys. Each tier has certain benefits for it for you guys. So yeah, just check that out. If you guys want to support J house. Um, so we're going to jump into our new segment today. Our first news segment, we're going to talk about Jesse Smollett, the star from the show Empire, 
Uh, you guys probably heard of it by now that he was attacked back in January by two guys uh, screaming racial slurs at him, poured bleach on him. They actually wrapped a, a noose around his neck, which was pretty crazy. And recently, uh, we started to find out that there's a possibility that he actually planned that attack, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, we're not 100% sure. They Right now, it's just kind of a speculation by the police at this point. But what's your take on that, Los? Why would you think somebody like that would do that? Well, the two, well, I don't know why he would do it. He's, if you do it, you're looking for attention, and that's just completely stupid to, to look for attention that way. You know, there are other things to do. Um, be like every other Hollywood actor. Get a, get a drug habit. Um, <laughs> well, I knew you were going to say that. Know, well, <laughs> yeah, because it's just stupid, you know? It's just like, like what goes through some of these people's minds? It's like, I don't understand. And the thing is, the two brothers who attacked them, and one of the brothers was an extra in Empire on a jailhouse scene in the background. Really? Yeah, he was the background actor. Oh, wow. So there's the connection of where he possibly could have met him, if that's true. The police are still treating him as a victim, Mm -hmm. not as a co-conspirator or, you know, whatever. They're not charging him with anything. So it's still very much up in the air, you know. Uh, The thing that's on Jesse's side is that these two brothers uh, went out of the country for a while. I forgot where the brothers are from, um, but... uh, they went back to their country for a couple of months, and then they came back, uh, and then this whole thing happened. So I don't know. I just I just kind of feel like um, it's news if he did it, and I think if he did do it, I kind of feel like he put his whole career in jeopardy. Oh yeah, if people find out he did that, it's I think he's done. Honestly, as far as acting, music, I mean, because he does a lot in the um, entertainment field. You know, he writes music. uh, He does. I think he produces film too himself. And if they find out that he did that, I don't think anybody's going to want to work with him anymore. Honestly, Uh, I think he'll be done in in Hollywood, you know, for good. Look at that one actor um, who who did a a gay slur. He called somebody a fag on set. And I think he was from ER. I think he was from ER. And he's no longer working. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, some people are speculating that Jesse um, uh, was actually under the impression that he was going to get released from the show and that he was trying to find ways to, uh, I guess, get people to get sympathy for him. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Even if you know that you're going to get kicked off a show, why would you go do that? Like, that's... You want somebody to feel sorry for you, so that way they keep you on the show. I don't know. I just can't. I, I can't come up with a reason as to why somebody would do that. You know, especially somebody of, of his of his caliber. You know, there's there's no logical reason. Um, you know, I mean, actors get kicked off shows all the time. It's part of the business. You know, um, and some actors manage to stay on a show, which is great and wonderful, and other actors are on a show long enough till they get kicked off. Um, or they quit, you know? Like, come on. And by the way, the actor the actor who said the gay slur was Isaiah Washington. Got kicked off Grey's Anatomy. I'm pretty sure we'll hear about something soon, but we'll see. And it sucks because I actually like his character on the show. I like Empire. I watch it all the time. And I've never watched it. I've never watched it. It's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little... 
it's a little hard to watch at first because it's kind of corny and cheesy. But after a few episodes, it's, it gets interesting. It gets pretty interesting. So hopefully we don't find out that he did do it because I don't know if I will look at him or the show the same way after that if he did do that. So we'll see. Um, so our next news topic we're going to jump into is a possibility that How High 2 is on. Actually, I think it's being filmed now, How High 2 at the moment, right? Yes. And it does not star Redman and Method Man. What makes How High so good is Redman and Method Man. Um, they've known each other forever. They have good chemistry. They're, they're funny people. Uh, they're funny with each other. And they even had a TV show on MTV for a while, the Red Man and Method Man show. Oh, wow. And I remember was, that. <laughs> and it was funny. I forgot about funny. that. Wow. Yeah. And first of all, DC Young Fly, you know him from Wild and Out. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he's terrible. He's the one everyone makes fun of and goes, well, what's that cockroach on your head? You know, yeah. that stupid tattoo he has <laughs> yeah. between his eyes? <laughs> yeah. He's not funny. He's not funny. I mean, he's had moments, but then again, you know, everyone has had moments where they're funny. Um, but, yo, you, you want to carry a film with him and little Yachty? No. Please, all the beats he has in his head, they'll never be able to do anything. Every time he turns his head, they're like, a cut, too much noise. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, when I saw that they were, like, casting those two guys, I, I just, it was really hard for me to take that serious because... For one, it's not like you really seen them display any kind of character that would look good on film. You know what I mean? I, I think Little Yachty did some Target commercials or something like that. I think that's the closest you see him to, to do anything on film. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, Red Man and Method Man, like, now we're used to them on television. But back then, they didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, they yeah, got yeah. this movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's you a know, good point. Um, so... It, it's not that not having any experience will hinder or help you. Um, it's just that, like, these people aren't... Like, what made How High so good is that you have these two guys from the ghetto going to college, right? And it it, it was the whole fish out of water thing. I went to art school. Um, you did the same thing. So, like, how many times did we see all these people from the ghetto, like, hardcore, you know... Mm-hmm who have who are like a fish out of water you know um but they're still dedicated like anyone else and they 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 do their work and it's awesome that they do it um and and the fish out of water thing is great it's a great story it's a great way to approach this yeah uh and, and these two guys are actually the whole angle of it is these guys are doing a munchies you know what munchies is uh in terms it's a, it's of a, it's like Uber Eats, you know? Oh, really? Like a, food, like a fast food delivery service, yeah. So the idea is Red Man and Method Man get you the weed, and then these guys are like, yeah, we'll deliver food to them. And then oh my they God. go deliver food. <laughs> a munchie service. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that was the first service that, uh, that was around here in northern New Jersey uh, and New York, Manhattan, uh, that would deliver food. It was called Munchies. And I thought that was a great name. I thought that was an awesome name, but like the Uber Eats put them out of business. Yeah, yeah, just like everybody else, like taxi cabs and all that crap. Yeah, I just found out that a taxi cab company that have been around since I was since the eighties, for the bare minimum, the eighties, just like closed down like uh, two months ago because they couldn't keep up with Uber. 
Uber's taking over, man. Like it's it. I I can't see any taxi company surviving nowadays with the fact that we have Uber now. Well, I'll tell you this much: I do not take an I do not take an Uber in Manhattan. Why not? Every time I've taken Uber in Manhattan, I can tell them right that I'm on Eighth and Broadway. Okay, I'm standing outside. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, holding up three torches, okay, <laughs> and a spotlight, and they will miss me, and they will mark on the Uber app that I wasn't outside. Wow. Right? So I have to request an Uber again. The same cab who couldn't find me before, the same Uber driver, all of a sudden finds me again, and I got to text Uber, this is what this person did, and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> And then I get, I get my whole ride deducted, but the point is, why should I do that? I literally find the yellow cab until I go, yo, what's your number? When I need you, I will call you. I don't trust Uber in New Manhattan. They'll probably come back and say, hey, you said your hair was curly, and it wasn't curly. <laughs> Even though you wow. were standing there with your candles and your Hawaiian shirt. Just, and a spotlight. <laughs> and a spotlight. They'll say, hey, your hair didn't look like what you said, so I figured it wasn't you. They're like, no, they're like, we can't find you. <laughs> I can't find you because of your hair. Right. But I'll order it again five seconds later they find me. Oh, Just so they can get the extra eight bucks. Exactly. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but then they wind up losing their whole ride. It gets deducted. So they wind up with negative money. Just as I I will not over order an Uber man. I haven't I haven't had an Uber yet, honestly. I haven't had a reason to order an Uber. I'm sure I probably will soon though, but I don't know. Maybe if I'm lazy one day, maybe I'll try it out if I don't feel like driving. Well, well, well I know we're getting sidetracked off how high, but I just want to say this one thing about Uber and let's get back on the, on the track. Um, Uber breaks every rule your mama told you. Don't get in a car with strangers. <laughs> so you call a stranger to your house to get into to get into a car. Yeah. They know where you, you know live. Who this person is. Yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and... Here in northern New Jersey and in Manhattan, there have been a whole bunch of Uber kidnappings. Really? Like Uber drivers have kidnapped women. Yeah. It happened to um, my girlfriend's uh, classmate, ex-classmate, and one of her friends. They, they try to kidnap her. Holy crap. That's crazy. See, that's yep. why, that's why, that's probably why I haven't done try to Uber yet, because I'm not trying to hop in an Uber and have some female try to kidnap me. For real, because I'm too sexy. Well, you know, you know they're going to kidnap you no matter what. <laughs> and by the way, you, you can't kidnap the willing. Oh, my God. I said, no, uh, don't touch me there. <laughs> the, oh. na- the other nipple. Nah. Uh, <laughs> so um, so back to the movie and how high to Red Man and Meth Man have been hyping up how high to for uh, a very long time, uh, over a decade. And um, it's not fair to them that this happens. Now, if it was an age thing that they believe they're too old, you know what? I can understand that, okay? Uh, yeah. It is an MTV production after all. Um, oh, it is? It is. But there are other ways they could have included Method Man and Red Man. If you had Method Man and Red Man, let's say, being a professor in the college, <laughs> understand? Oh, that would have giving, been interesting. <laughs> right. And then giving these guys advice, I think that would have been awesome. Maybe even turn, uh, let's say, Red Man into like all buttoned up, super professor like, you know, and then have uh, have Method Man be something a little different, you know, like yeah. maybe have Method Man be one of the engineers and he wears a lab coat, 
And then these guys hear the story, and then they take over and try to redo it, and Method Man and Red Man have to bail them out. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah. But to just remove Method Man and Red Man, nah, that's not right, man. That's like having Back to the Future 2 with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's like they kind of laid the groundwork for that franchise, and going back to watch that without them is a little weird. Like you said, if they would have at least had them do something, I would have liked that. I don't know if, if yeah. I'm going to watch it, honestly, because I don't know. I, I just don't know if I want to see those guys on the screen. I mean, I may glance at it, but it's not something that I'm going to hold my breath for, honestly. So I don't really care about it, honestly. I, 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 I'm I not going to watch it. I'm <laughs> going to say that flat out. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and again, it's Little Yachty and DC Youngfly. If you would have given me someone else... um, Oh, God, what is the name of this? Uh, anyone else, like Carlos from um, uh, from Wallin' Out. Or, uh, you know what? G- give me Timothy Delaghetto, the Asian guy on Wildin' Out. Exactly, yeah. With, <laughs> with Little Yachty. Yo, I would watch that in a heartbeat. And not only that, it kind of modernizes the film in the sense it's not just about, you know, uh, like show people of color all colors. Brown and yellow. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I think I, I think I'd be more interested in that. But but DC Young Fly now. Yeah, that's that's Absolutely a no for not. me, guys. That that's definitely definitely a no for me. Um, but since we're on the topic of hip hop, let's talk about what's going on with Takashi right now. Um, I heard you pick up picked up some news from that. What's going on with that guy? Yes, uh, the word is Takashi uh, has flipped. And he will uh, turn state's evidence. Uh, he was looking at racketeering charges. He was looking at um, a conspiracy to commit murder. He was looking at um, a whole bunch of different things that would have brought him 47 years in jail. Wow. Uh, then the rumor is that if he cooperates, um, they'll give him 10 years in jail. And now the story is that uh, he's going to cooperate, get witness protection, and, you know, in other words, he's done with music. Well, yeah. He has to be a normal guy living in Minnesota or something, not with his orange hair, have to get his tattoos removed, I would assume. Because, you know, with those tattoos on his face, you know. You're not getting a job. You know who he is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're not getting a job. That's that's insane. Yeah. And the people he flipped on said that they'll kill him within three months after he gets out. Oh, man. So if you're under witness protection, I don't know too much about that. So are you are, are it's, it's kind of like being on house arrest, but not really on house arrest. It's like you just have to basically. No, no, no. What they do is they literally pick you up and whoever's going to be in protection with you, your wife, your kid, whatever. And they, they can choose not to go. Uh, they pick you up, drive you to the middle of nowhere, new Social Security, new ID, knew everything they babysit you i believe for two or three months you gotta find a job you gotta find your apartment then they leave you the fuck alone you check in with them with a phone call once a week or once a month and that's it if you have any problems you call the fbi someone so spotted me and that's it wow they they pretty much say here's a here's a do-over <laughs> you can do your life over try not to get caught all control delete. <laughs> uh, essentially. A lot of hip hop artists tried to talk to him and 
try to put his head into the right direction before he got this far. And now it's got to the point where, yeah, he has to fear for his life, regardless of whether he cooperates with the police or not. He's got to fear for his life. Period. He yeah. might he might as well just move to Mexico and just never come back. You know what? And here's the sad thing. Like, listen to me. I like, I hate a lot of modern hip hop because I kind of think it's it's disposable. It is. Um, it is. <laughs> it, you know, it's like, yeah, this is a hit, but you don't see yourself going back to it three or four months later, like hip hop from the eighties, nineties, and two thousands. All right, so we're we're gonna get off of uh, Takashi. And we're going to get into our show topics right now. We're going to talk about the Green Deal. Um, and I'm going to let you lead away with that one. You actually know a little bit more about that than I do. And uh, I'll let you lead off. What happens is what the Green Deal is, is essentially um, a document that gets approved by both houses. Um, and it says, these are the goals that we want to do. It is not a law. It is not um, binding. It is essentially a national suggestion for what this country should do to better it. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the I like the fact that it goes too far because like anything else in life, you agree to 100%, but you only deliver 50. So I kind of think this this sets the right tone in like, let's think about the future and push things better. It starts with let's try to get the country at 100% renewable energy within 10 years. Let's try to get um, uh, carbon emissions down. We try to get carbon emissions down by uh, building larger trains, a larger rail system, so people can choose the train over a plane if the tr- because the train would be cheaper. Uh, it talks about reducing, um, uh, reducing cars that create pollution. Uh, like my like my pickup and my Bronco, <laughs> eight Your gas monsters, my gas guzzlers, <laughs> and move towards uh, you know electric cars. It also talks about the the military would be exempt from this uh, until it can safely switch over to renewable energy. Um. It also talks about how now here's the one place place where I think it kind of goes too far because I kind of think it muddies the message. Okay, uh, is uh, job for everybody, um, of uh, with a living wage, affordable health care or free health care for everybody. Um, wow, and yeah, but you have the far right who is well. Let's talk about the left first. Now, it is a great idea in concept. Uh, it is, again, like I said, it's non-binding. Um, a lot of Democrats don't support it. Um, they're like, oh, this is like hippie mumbo-jumbo. And then you have... No, I'm serious. And then you have the right side who goes nuts. You know, like part of the Green Deal talks about um, helping farmers with better technology that's more renewable and possibly doing alternatives to beef, meaning, you know, like um, lab-grown beef so you can reduce the actual animals itself because the animals do release methane and, uh, you know, from farting. Um, And so uh, cows make up 16% of the greenhouse gases produced in America. So she's saying if we go move more towards things like lab-grown beef, uh, we could possibly reduce those emissions 
to lower than 16%. So the right side is saying, oh, she wants to take away your steaks and hamburgers, your ice cream, <laughs> you know, all your money, you know, wants to take your cars off the road, doesn't want to let you fly in airplanes. Uh, and, and again, they're going too far. If you're talking about someone who's presenting a non-binding, essentially, suggestion for the country. Yeah. Um, to move it forward. It is actually based off the New Deal by uh, Franklin, yeah, Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's based off that and about getting Americans to work and things like that. But then you have Republicans and the far-right Republicans who are saying, oh, this is supposed to guarantee money for people who don't want to work. Now, um, wow. it's covered in the Green Deal. I haven't read it. I just know the speaking points on it. Yeah. Um, but things like a carbon tax would be a good idea. Um, it would also force factories to clean themselves up because under Trump, you know, they've all been deregulated so they can pollute as much as they want without any repercussions. Exactly. Whereas during Obama, they were forced to capture the CO2 and things like that. Under the new deal, you're looking at possibly reforesting areas because trees would, would remove a lot of the CO2 from the air naturally. So there's a lot of things that the Green Deal has positive, but unfortunately people um, overreact to something that is essentially a suggestion. That's like me telling you, hey man, someone telling me, maybe you should switch to a six-cylinder truck instead of an eight-cylinder truck (laughs) because you'll reduce your emissions, okay? Exactly. Well, it's a suggestion. I can choose to do it or I can choose to tell you to go fuck yourself. Honestly, if I could, I would go with an electronic, that electric pickup. Honestly, I would go with an electric car too, honestly. I mean, they're the way they're making these cars right now, they're really appealing to to everybody. I mean, look at Tesla. You know, they have sports versions of of a Tesla. They have like a soccer mom car of the Tesla. They have they have like just regular, you know, four doors. So, the electric cars are really coming up. I don't think it's a bad idea. My whole thing is I will not get an electric pickup. But the one from Rivian, I think that's the name of the company, Mm -hmm. unless I can do a trip to Philadelphia (laughs) and back with a little driving in Philadelphia, then I'll do it. If I can't do that, I won't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's I think some of the suggestions that she made are some of them are realistic as far as the whole no more planes and let's get more trains. I'm not sure how realistic that will be, at least not now, maybe in the future. But the thing is, she never said remove planes. Mm -hmm. She said, let's build a bigger railway system. So that way, you know, we can make trains cheaper. So you can take a train to certain destinations instead of a plane. No point did she say remove planes. It was like, Let's give you a cheaper alternative yeah. that doesn't pollute the air as much, and it'll benefit your pocket. Yeah. I mean, I've always believed in saving the planet, man, as far as, like, recycling and going more green and things like that. Um, I think it's a good idea, you know, for her to bring up that deal. I think they should consider it. If they don't consider everything on there, at least consider certain points. Because some of the, some of the points she made is some of them are realistic, and they can be done now. They can be worked on now. Basically, so I think it's a good idea because, like I said, if we don't take care of the planet, man, we're not going to be here too much longer. They're already saying how our climate, 
um, it's, it's really changing right now. They're saying that within the next decade, that our winter might not feel like much of winter anymore. I mean, look at how often we really got, like, you know, look, look how often the East Coast got snow. We didn't really get a lot of snow this year. And usually we get at least two or three snowstorms before January hits. I don't think we had a snowstorm yet. Yeah, the, the goal of the New Deal is, um, see, at six degrees of a rate of temperature, the, the Earth is screwed. Like, all of Central America and South America that has had these rainforests will become desert. Exactly. You know, um, for instance, I don't know what the rest of the world is. You know, I know that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to stop it at one and a half degrees um, with the New Deal. And hope that keeping these things in place over the next 100 to 200 years, we can bring the earth back to a normal temperature. Yeah. And again, good idea. It's non-binding. So everyone can just say, you know what, go screw yourself. Yeah. But it, it puts the people and uh, the House, uh, you know, uh, the House representatives in Congress into thinking about putting laws in place to make the world better. And you know what? Renewable energy is a great idea. Let's stop being dependent on other countries for oil. What yeah. gives Saudi Arabia all their money is oil. Let's stop buying their oil and let's build some windmills. I, I think, honestly, the, the best way you're going to get people to believe in this deal is if you can convince people that global warming actually exists. Some people don't think it exists. They think it's nothing but nothing but mumbo-jumbo. Some people just don't believe in it. And I think the minute we can get people to believe in global warming, I think that is going to be the start of getting people to believe that we need to go greener. It'll get people to believe in this deal. You know, um, I believe in it. I mean, you it's, it's evident. We see it every day. Like I said, look at how warm it's been. Yeah, we've had our cold days on the East Coast, but we've had like 60, almost 70 degree weather in December, January. The problem with global warming, uh, people not believing it, is people's misunderstanding of the difference between weather and climate. Yeah. Weather is what we experience every day. Climate is the overall change of things. Such as um, if the if Florida is tropical, but if climate changes, the tropic line can move further south or further north. So now Florida is no longer have a tropical weather. It can have weather much like Virginia. Uh, and that's the problem that people don't see not understand the difference between weather and climate. Once yeah. people understand the distinction, then they understand what global warming means. Yeah. And that's a hard, and, and that's what a lot of people fail to explain uh, very well. Like Trump said, "Oh, how can there be global warming if what's her face who who who, uh, who announced her candidacy for presidency did it in a snowstorm?" Well, she, he, Trump said something like, "Oh, you could have used global warming there," and that's that's <laughs> the problem. He doesn't right. He doesn't understand the difference between weather and climate. And once you understand the distinctions of weather and climate then global warming becomes a concept you can grasp and you can understand. I mean, we have a lot of work to do, man, as far as trying to get people to, to understand it, because, I mean, we still have some people who don't recycle, period, you know, and me, I feel guilty if I don't recycle a bottle of water or something like that. So it it, it starts it starts small, man. We got to start within our communities. I mean, there are some towns in New Jersey right now that are giving out free solar panels. It's more than that. Like you have to do things like um, they've developed a biodegradable plastic, you know, it's things like that that will make the difference. 
more than people recycling because what you've done is now you've covered your bases. Mm -hmm. Now you're like, okay, so-and-so doesn't want to recycle. It's okay. You put it in the garbage. It's okay. It's biodegradable. Uh, it's things True, like yeah, that right. that make the difference. It's n yes, you can tell everyone to recycle, and you'll get you can get eighty percent of the people to recycle, but the other twenty cause the problems. Well, you know what? Remove the basis of their problem. That is okay, true. make companies give them an option, and they may do it. Yeah, I mean, there's many ways that we can get people to go along with the movement. Even if you can't, like you said, I guess we got to hold the companies responsible at this point, basically, because you can't make people want to save the world. You know what I mean? You can't make people care about the environment. You can't make them do anything. So, like you said, right. it's just we have to start with the companies and hope that they can kind of just change their ways. And then that'll eventually feed off to everybody else, basically. What corporations need to understand is... If there aren't people in this world to buy your product, you will have no money. Yeah, um, exactly. So you need to be socially responsible, not because you're a good guy, but because being socially responsible makes financial sense. Yeah. And once that gets put into play, now corporations won't do it for the environment. They'll do it for their pocket. And once they do it for their pocket, it trickles down into the into the population, into the world, and everything else. Exactly. Exactly. So, that, but that's that's my point of it. I think if corporations start doing the more the more of the the socially responsible stuff in a profitable way, it helps everybody, especially them. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, man. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can you know, find some way to at least get some of these uh, ideas from the deal to actually come to life. I think that'll be great for us. Um, if we can't, then we just got to keep fighting the fight, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what, what really, um, what I find funny is how Ocasio-Cortez, mm -hmm. how she's such a threat. Like she's a girl from New York, you know, who was a bartender and is now, Scaring the establishment. Wow. She wow. was a bartender? <laughs> yeah, she wow. was a bartender. That's actually pretty um, impressive. It wouldn't surprise me if she winds up being being like Bernie Sanders' running mate. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Because she knows what she's talking about. That's the thing. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if she eventually becomes president. That would be impressive. Former bartender, now president. <laughs> Look at uh, um, uh, George Bush um, Jr. Okay, he went from like like cokehead frat boy to president. Anything's possible. <laughs> true indeed. True indeed. <laughs> Trump, reality TV, uh, reality TV star who files from bankruptcy, constantly doing fraud. President. Anything's possible. Listen, man, I could go on and on and on about Trump. You go from a president of Obama with zero scandals to Trump, where there's a scandal. This is there's so it's literally so many scandals and and so many things that have happened that no one is surprised anymore. Yeah, exactly. Almost every time I hear something about Trump, oh, we found out this, we found out that. It's almost it doesn't phase me because it's something that we're so used to. And that's bad. It's bad that we're used to our president being surrounded by scandals. 
it's so many scandals to the point that I'm surprised he hasn't been impeached. I'm surprised they just didn't kick him out of the office. You know, if it was yeah. anybody else, would they have would they have stood for that? If it was anybody else? Listen, this is the first time ever you can actually Google new pictures of the first lady. Really? Did you know that? Oh my yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. This is the first time ever in history where a president who's a known adulterer, who pays off porn stars to sleep with, who's had three marriages, okay, uh, has sexually assaulted and bragged about sexually assaulting women. Um, wow. And the most religious people in the world are like, yeah, we'll give them a pass. Excuse me? Um, no. If yeah. you truly believe that, you know, marriage is sacred and, you know, until death do us part and this, that, and the other thing, then you can't support him. That's hypocritical. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I know nobody's perfect. We're all human. But just the crap that he's done, man, I'm just like, you guys really want this guy in our office? I don't care what he believes in, what he thinks the country should be, what will make the country better. Like, whatever. But this this guy represents us, represents our country. This guy almost got us into a nuclear war just a few months ago. I really can't look at him. I can't take him serious. If you, you know? look at the future, right? And all presidents have a library. You know, like the Clinton Library, the Bush Library, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you look at things that they've done over the presidency... Over Donald Trump, you're just going to see a whole bunch of computer screens where you get to go through his tweets with all the misspellings. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and and fortunately or unfortunately, there's going to have to be a section of, you know, lies that Donald Trump has said. And now, listen, I'm yeah. not saying that, you know, a, a, a president is human and he can't be mistaken. You know, every president yeah. has been mistaken about something, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, But. When you flat out lie about things, um, that's something else. Listen, Trump is so bad, he makes uh, George W. Bush look like not a half-bad president. You know what? It's kind of funny you say that, because I was actually talking to somebody about that not too long ago. I, I said that same exact thing. Like, I said that I would rather have George W. Bush right now instead of Trump. Seriously. And, and, and you know, we went through a lot of crap with Bush. A lot. But I would rather have him, honestly. The other thing too is, um, I, I know he, I know he's one of your idols, but Kanye is another hypocrite. <laughs> he was. Let me explain. He was one of my no, idols. No, he is a hypocrite. He is a hypocrite. <laughs> Let me explain. He goes on, and in, in a public forum, goes, George Bush uh, uh, doesn't care about black people. Okay, mm-hmm. but then he follows Trump. Who really doesn't care about black people, <laughs> you know, yeah. or any minority. And the other thing too is what kills me. And then I'm going to get off Trump altogether. <laughs> is people were yelling at Obama that oh he doesn't have enough experience because he was only um, uh, in government for a short period of time. And then you got Trump who has zero experience in government and he's president. Exactly. You're going to tell me that's like me applying for for a job at Apple and they're like, hey, listen, you're the CEO now. Excuse me. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'll take the pay. But I just what? wanted to. Yeah, it's like I just wanted to be a janitor, but I'll take the CEO job. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. All right, I'm, I'm done with Trump. Uh, but the New Deal, yes. 
Um, it's a suggestion, and I think it's a good suggestion, and I think people need to stop. The more you are scared of Ocasio-Cortez, the more power you give her, and the more of a national spotlight you give her, and the more you will change people's attitudes. Because you 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 might get to the older people, but yeah. you're not getting to the younger people. Oh yeah, They agree with not. her. Exactly. They agree with her, and they don't agree with the older crowd. Eventually, the younger people will take over. When the younger people take over, it is a different attitude. It is a different era, and the country moves forward. All right, Los, uh, we're pretty much reached the end of the show. Today's show is a little shorter, basically. Um, we're, we're pretty much kind of recording a little late, so we're both exhausted at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add, so? Um, just don't forget, um, that, um, we do have a Patreon, uh, every little bit helps. It helps keep the lights on, helps keep going. It helps us, um, do things like our contest. Uh, we're looking for the 50th person who comments on our page. Um, we're looking for 50 comments on our iTunes, um, account and the 50th person to come. Once we have 50, um, people commenting, we're going to randomly choose one and we're going to give them out a gift certificate of $50, we haven't decided if it's going to be an Amazon gift card or if it's going to be an iTunes gift card, but we'll kind of work that out as we get closer to that. So if you get a chance, please uh, please comment. And uh, if you're on our YouTube page, comment, like, subscribe. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, guys, we're going to head out of here. Um, thanks for checking out the show once again, and we will catch you guys later. Peace out. Later. Later.